production of WordSouth and Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, the podcast. Helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What are some outside-the-box ways to reach your members? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns. I'm your host with WordSouth and Pioneer. And I'm joined on this episode by Jay Sanders, who's a community relations supervisor for Middle Tennessee Electric. Jay, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Andy. You know, um, a couple of years back, we decided to come up with this idea. And, uh, you know, it was out of the box for sure. Um, it was something called the Electric Griddle. And we, uh, we're excited about it. It's turned out to be something that is uh, unexpectedly great, both for the co-op and the members. It's a really cool idea, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if we have a grilled uh, grilled cheese um, sound effect that they could throw on or not. But I'm excited to get into that. We're recording this here at Pickett's Landing State Park at the Tennessee Electric Cooperative Association Communicators uh, meeting. So um, if we have any, like I always say on the live episodes, uh, if we have any background noise, it's not background noise; it's ambiance. So that's that's what we're going for here, where there's a lot of great communicators, a lot of good ideas being uh, being shared around, including. Uh, this idea. So let's get into that a little bit more. Tell us, tell us what it looks like. Absolutely, Andy. So um, the electric griddle is a 16-foot trailer, and we have a porch on the back of it, and it's all lit up. We have a 3D sign, and we really focus on providing just a simple easy promotional item to us, uh, but it can be eaten for our members. So we have a grilled cheese sandwiches is what we provide. And they have Munster, American cheese, and sharp cheddar all on artisan bread. And we put mayonnaise on the outside. And it is fantastic. I know it's a little it's a little different, you know, um, for a co-op to maybe serve their members with food, um, you know, on a, on a regular basis. But it's been catchy. And it's something that our, our members really remember us by. Uh, they'll come to us and say, hey, when's that electric griddle coming back to our football game in our hometown? And so we'll give them a date, and they put it on their calendar, and they get excited about it. I mean, they'll post on our Facebook page. They'll see us out in the community. And uh, it's just been something for us that's been really successful. Definitely. And we don't do a lot of recipe tips on uh, on this podcast usually, but the, the mayonnaise on the outside, the artisan bread... Um that's uh, we're getting close to dinner time here, and that sounds great to me. So I, I like it. So uh, do you does the staff um, is the staff the one flipping the sandwiches and, and making them, or do y'all have somebody uh, come in to do it, or or how what, what's it look like on a day when you're when you're setting that up at an event? Yeah, absolutely. So let's just say that we go um, to a high school football game, right? What we'll do is we'll normally talk to uh, the staff and see maybe who attended that high school or if they have any dependents that attended that high school. And we'll ask them first if they would like to participate because they've already got that connection within that particular community. Sure. Let's say that we go out to uh, a different school and maybe we're doing a teacher appreciation day. Well, uh, the PTO staff they may want to volunteer and help us serve those teachers. So we've created a volunteer waiver in which they can do that. So then we don't actually have to depend on our staff. We can just have one of our staff members there managing the trailer and then depend on the PTO staff to help serve the teachers. 
So materials wise, what does it take to, 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 to build this, to make this uh, the electric griddle? Yeah, it's really simple and any co-op out there can do it. You know, we started out with a 16 foot enclosed trailer. We had a few tables, a tablecloth, a 10 by 10 tent, a small generator and an electric griddle. And, you know, we were able to pump out 200 to 300 sandwiches. And these are, these are fantastic sandwiches. These are like gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches. And we could pump those out in about an hour and a half just with that supplies. So, you know, in all, if you already have a trailer at your co-op that's not being utilized, you know, a 16-foot trailer, enclosed trailer, um, you're probably looking at about $1,000 in supplies just to give it a shot. So um, when you're, you know, you're looking at, at the, the way to make it work, tell us a little bit about the story. Um, how often do y'all take it out and how do you, how do you pitch the idea of, of hey boss, we're, <laughs> we're going to make grilled cheese for, for people? How, do, how does that go? Because I know there are a lot of communicators, whether it's this idea or whether it's a, a crazy fun idea they have that, that just might be a little timid to, to throw something out like that. Oh yeah. Well, um, you know, First and foremost, I would just say that, you know, if you've got an idea, please, you know, present it. Um, whether you, you think it may be crazy or not, you never know if you don't try, right? And so um, so I would task you with that just to give it a shot. Um, second of all, you know, we looked at a couple different co-ops from around the country that were kind of doing something a little similar. Um, there was one co-op. It had, had a trailer called Brats and Watts. Um, there was, I like that. I do, I do appreciate a good rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we looked at another co-op that, that just set up and made hamburgers at high school football games. And we thought to ourselves, hey, you know, we need to reach a different demographic than, than what uh, traditionally knows who we are. We need to reach a, a younger demographic. How do we do that? Well, they're not going to come to us. They're not going to come in our office, right? Um, because they're busy and they have busy lifestyles. But if we go to them at high school football games, at college football games, if we go talk to teachers at schools and, and we have this, you know, this food product that we can provide them and they enjoy it and it's something really good, then we can provide them with information about the co-op as well. And then on top of that, they're going to remember who we are. I mean, this food is great, guys. I'm telling you. We get invited to food tasting events. That's how good it is. Wow. So that's it's next level. Certainly not not your grandmother's grilled cheese. Uh, I, I like it. So I, I, just a couple more questions because I know that we're, we're going to talk about the forums that you guys do as well. But um, So you mentioned several of the events. Uh, you guys are fortunate to have the University of Middle Tennessee right there in your backyard. Uh, what are some of the other events that you guys uh, typically take this to? Yeah, so a lot of nonprofit events um, will also attend. You know, nonprofits are something that, you know, I think all co-ops uh, tend to support in some, some way or another. But if a nonprofit has a fundraising event, we'll go out there and provide this electric griddle. And it's free. I want to emphasize that. You know, I mean, we don't, we don't ask anyone to pay anything. Um, it is so cheap. We can, we can make... 200 grilled cheeses for a hundred dollars and so if you were putting that uh you know into perspective and trying to compare it with promotional items i mean that's 50 cents and so what are you going to get for 50 cents on a promotional item you know you have to ask yourself you know is that pen 
Is that a good promo item? Or would a, a grilled cheese that they're going to remember uh, for many months or many years to come, something that I would like to provide to my members? Absolutely. So last question, uh, as you're, as you're branding it or as you've on, on the, the trailer itself, uh, or the sandwich itself, what, how is the, the co-op represented or, um, you know, tell us a little bit of how the branding plays into it and then, then we'll move on to, I, I'm kind of stuck on the grilled cheese for a little bit longer than I had planned, but I think it's a pretty cool idea. So how does, how does the branding, uh, come into the, the, the service scape or the space there where the, the sandwiches are being served? Absolutely. Well, first of all, it, the trailer is called the electric griddle, right? And uh, it's ran off of uh, electricity provided by a generator. But it's uh, Middle Tennessee Electric's logo is uh, plastered all over the trailer in the form of a wrap. And, uh, and we've also got lights all over the trailer and integrated battery storage that actually powers the lights. And we felt like that was important um, just to show the members that, uh, you know, this is another way that, you know, um, we can show you how electricity actually works by using battery storage. I like it. Good thinking. Okay, so um, maybe a little bit more serious topic, but still a fun one. So, still something a little bit different. So tell me a little bit about the, the co-op community forums that you guys have been doing. And, and I guess just kind of a brief overview of that program first before we dive in. Yeah, um, the co-op community forum is something that's provided by the North Carolina Electric Cooperative Association. And it's called the Front Porch Forum. We kind of rebranded that as the co-op community forum. And what that is, is uh, we view it as an advisory council for our co-op. Now, we started this a little over three years ago, meeting with about 75 members uh, per quarter, and we'll rotate those members on a yearly basis. But, uh, you know, I want to I say that we were proactively thinking, but we had no clue that before we started this, COVID would come along and smack us all in the face. And it did. And just you know out of coincidence we had this council already set up and we were communicating them with them on a quarterly basis and it worked perfectly we didn't have to alter anything we just kept rolling like we were already outstanding and i we talked a little bit about it so you mentioned the the front porch forum uh was the original name of it but in the area like you guys have it's a very um I guess, varied region from, you know, you guys have urban or suburban and then on out into the rural areas. So, so renaming it made sense for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Just renaming it, uh, to the co-op community forum did make sense for us. Um, we felt like that was a perfect name, you know, to integrate the community, um, into that name and it's worked great. So how do you find the folks to be on the forum and then how long are they on before they rotate off? Right, so um, through our ACSI score, we, pro we provide a, a member data uh, Excel sheet, and we contact those members um, directly from that sheet. We'll ask them if they would like to participate in the forum. Um, we, we look for a particular age demographic to participate in this forum. Uh, we really focus on the 25 to 55 age bracket. And then we'll also focus on different geographic areas to kind of spread the forum out um, throughout our whole service territory. That makes a lot of sense. 
And what kinds of issues are they talking about? What kinds of things um, are, are you asking them about? Yeah, anything from like a website redesign to just general information to make them aware of what's going on at the co-op. You know, we have so many different programs co-ops do. Um, but a lot of the times we have so many different programs that members may not be aware of all the different programs um, that are available to them. And so this really helps just identify those programs and which, which programs that the members might want to partake in. And y'all have been doing this for a little while, but has there been anything in particular that you felt like really surprised you from the answers? Maybe you thought that people thought a certain way, but when you get in the forum, you hear something very different. And whether that's shaped the way you guys do something or not, what are some things that were a little bit of, of a surprise to you that you got from the forum? Yeah. You know, every year, Andy, um, this forum starts out and, and members, um, they kind of question the forum the first quarter. Um, they question what we're doing as a co-op. Uh, they look at it and they say, well, you're just, you know, you're just doing this for publicity, you know. And by the time the forum's over, every single member of that co-op community forum, their mind has been changed. And they're praising the co-op, and they're talking about, well, we didn't know you had, you know, uh, a scholarship program, or we didn't know that you come into our homes and you do an energy assessment. Um, and so they're excited by the time the forum's over. And uh, it's just such a remarkable uh, way to, to, for a member to view a co-op at the end of the day. Um, and we're excited about the future in the co-op community forum. Definitely. So we'll wrap up. I don't want us to run too long here, but but let's say there is an idea, whether it's somebody who's not doing a forum or some kind of listening group like that, or they're not doing a, a food truck. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but say they've got an idea or they've got a way, you know, somebody, a communicator uh, role, whether they're up high in the company or farther down the, the ladder. What, what advice would you have for them or, or what tips if they've got something a little unconventional or different for their organization to, to roll out there? What advice would you give them? Yeah, I would just say, you know, again, um, bring it up to your manager, bring it up to your CEO. Um, you know, don't don't let fear stand in the way, right? I mean, um, in order to be successful, sometimes um, you have to be a little uncomfortable, right? And um, you have to get outside that comfort zone. So just take that leap and uh, know that if if uh, you know you do it the right way, it's going to be successful. I like it. Good advice, good advice, and good encouragement for other folks that may be in the, the shoes where you were a few years ago. So that, that's excellent. He is Jay Sanders. He is the Community Relations Manager for Middle Tennessee Electric. Jay, thanks for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you, Andy. And as always, I'm your host, Andy Johns. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by WordSouth and Pioneer Utility Resources. Both companies are built to share your story. Our associate producer is Sarah Wooten. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.